1: Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this Friday afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, as most of you know, Fridays are open phones. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. My number, 877 Bob Live, 877 262 5483. And uh, right now, phone lines are wide open, just waiting for you to call. Um, A lot going on in central Ohio. The uh, president of the United States made a visit to Licking County um, (laughs) to boast about something that he had almost nothing to do with. But, But that's what politicians do, whether it's Republican or Democrat. The big intel plant, uh, as far as we can tell, uh, that was almost completely done by um, Governor DeWine, John Husted, and uh, the legislators here uh, in the state of Ohio. I'm not aware that Biden had anything to do with the original negotiations and so forth. He may have, but there's no indication. Now they did pass the chip act, uh which will encourage the chip industry and uh, some are saying well they they would never have come to Ohio without the chip act uh if you remember the announcement to come to central Ohio, the purchase of the property, et cetera et cetera, et cetera all of that was done long before the chip act. Was passed, but anyway, the um, president was here, and I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the uh, conversations between President Biden and Governor Dewine. I have no idea what those conversations would have been like, but it would be, it would have been interesting uh, to uh, to listen in, and of course, Mayor Ginther... Now, the president was coming to Licking County. He landed in Columbus, obviously. Uh, They don't have, to my knowledge, they don't have any airports in Licking County that can handle a 747, unless they built something that I didn't know about. Uh, So the city of Columbus didn't have anything to do with any of this. But the mayor, of course, Greeted the president out at the uh, airport. Here's an update on the Oberlin College Gibson's Bakery case that has been going on now for years. Oberlin College, and I'm quoting now, has initiated payment in full of the $36.59 million judgment in the Gibson's Bakery case. Finally... Oberlin College has stopped fighting, and uh, the future of this small family-owned business looks a whole lot uh, brighter today. Uh, Sadly, two of the family members uh, that own the bakery that was maligned terribly by Oberlin College over unsubstantiated reports, pure rumors, Uh, Two of the family members have passed away since all of this began, and they did not see a penny paid out. But anyway, Oberlin College, finally, 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 they're doing the right thing. Although, let me take that back. They're not doing the right thing. If they did the right thing, they would have done this a long time ago. Uh, finally, they're doing what they have to do. It has nothing to do with the goodness of their heart by any means. But anyway, $36.59 million is uh, being paid to Gibson's Bakery. Of course, half of that will go towards taxes. Uh, down at the State House. Uh, Joy and I live in Westerville, and we absolutely love the display of flags at the corner of Cleveland and County Line Road every year. It's just spectacular. It's beautiful. Well, down at the State House right now, there are two thousand nine hundred seventy-seven American flags placed on the lawn of the Ohio State House to pay tribute to all of the lives lost on 9-11. It's hard to believe that we're at September 9th already. Um, Sunday will mark the uh, anniversary of one of the most tragic days in American history, 9-11. And uh, 2,977 flags have been placed by veterans. Uh, They did this... Uh, last evening, beginning at sundown, and uh, they represent all of those who died in the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and uh, Flight 93. If you would like to view it, uh, it will be on display until noon on Tuesday. Nearly 3,000 flags. Um on the uh, On the lawn of the State House, I am grateful for um, all of the volunteers, all of the veterans um, who spent so much time putting out this display. And if we continue drifting to the left as a country, the way we are drifting now, um, it will not be long. Between in, be, before any observance of 9-11 will be looked down upon and in some places could become illegal. The far liberal left despises patriotism. Uh, check it out. If you are a Christian who loves America, guess what? You are called a Christian Christian nationalist. Is there any truth of that? No. No. Hey, listen, I am a Christian. I'm a patriotic American. I am patriotic, and I make no apology for it. Does that make me a Christian nationalist? Oh, my goodness. Far from it. Far from it. And it's fascinating because when the liberal left talks about white nationalism Christian nationalism, they never give you a definition. It's always in broad, general terms. They paint with a very, very broad brush without any facts or truth behind it. So I am grateful uh, for those who place nearly 3,000 flags on the Statehouse lawn, and I hope you have an opportunity to at least drive by or maybe even to park and walk through the flags, and remember. 9-11 is one of those days, hopefully, we will never forget. Sadly, an entire generation is raising up, rising up, pardon me, um, who know very little about 9-11. That's why those of us who remember it well need to talk about it often.
0: Bob Bob Bernie Bernie Live, Live. looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: Well, here's an update on a story that you and I talked about yesterday. Uh, This grew uh, or gained national attention. It was a volleyball game, Uh, Duke University at uh, BYU, Brigham Young University. Uh, volleyball game is going on, and by the way, BYU beat Duke uh, by 3-1, uh, uh, to one, I think it was. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the African-American teammates on the Duke team uh, began complaining to security and officials in the arena That there was a a BYU fan who was hurling racial insults and threats, throwing the N-word over and over again, uh, threatening the African-American players on the team, etc., etc., etc. Well, security was called the uh, fan. It turns out that the fan was not a BYU fan, but from another school— and was special needs, uh, was immediately escorted out of the arena. A public apology was made to the Duke team, and the fan in question was very, very publicly banished for life from the, any other BYU game, Brigham Young University. It was a big deal, very public uh, this this person will never come back because we don't tolerate this and we will not stand for it. The, uh, the team member, the African-American volleyball team member from Duke, uh, went on the, well, not the lecture tour, uh, went on Good Morning America with ABC, had a major interview on ESPN, uh, the major networks covered it. It's terrible. It's horrible. We cannot tolerate this. We will not stand for this. Uh, we cannot have this kind of racism. And uh, the player became kind of a a hero because she stood up against racism. Here's the only problem. Evidently, there was no truth to it at all. Uh, BYU... Uh, (laughs) rather than doing an investigation before they publicly humiliated this fan and banned this fan for life, uh, they finally began a complete investigation. Uh, They interviewed over 50 people who were around where this fan was sitting. Uh, They looked at all of the security video. They interviewed... Most of the other teammates from Duke. No one could corroborate the racist slurs. Not even this woman's teammates. The other teammates said, we, we didn't hear it, but she said so. Now, she... The African-American teammates said she felt threatened, and she wanted to tell security, and she wanted to tell her other teammates. And the other teammates said, yeah, we didn't hear any of that. None of the fans heard any of that. She stuck to her story. She said, my fellow African-American teammates and I were targeted and racially heckled throughout the entirety of the match. The slurs and comments grew into threats, which caused us to feel unsafe. So in the investigation, uh, the other teammates were asked, "Um, did you hear any of this? Uh, No. Uh, At any time, did you feel unsafe? Uh, No. Um, Well, what did you hear? well, we didn't hear anything except our teammate said she heard it and she felt unsafe. Um, So anyway, after a lengthy investigation, Brigham Young University has come to the conclusion it didn't happen. It was made up by this team member, Of Duke University, they have apologized publicly to the young man, who, again, evidently has special needs, and he was yelling, "Uh, don't hit the net, you know, and things like that, but nothing threatening, nothing racial. Uh, They have apologized publicly to the young man. Uh, They have revoked the lifetime ban from attending games. Now, that's what we know. What I have not heard is any repercussions whatsoever from this volleyball team member from Duke who made such a ruckus over something evidently that didn't happen. It was either in her imagination or she just wanted to stir up racial strife. Uh, Will she be disciplined? I don't know. She certainly should be. Uh, will be ABC's Good Morning America issue a retraction, an apology? Will ESPN issue a retraction, an apology? Well, that is yet to be seen. Um, racial tensions are bad enough in America today. Without people. Intentionally, intentionally adding gasoline to a, to a fire. Um, and we're seeing this happen so often where there are charges of racism. And hey, racism does exist in some corners of America. But our society and our culture is not racist as a whole. But there are many people, white and black, who want to continue stirring the pot. Number one, they should be ashamed of themselves. Secondly, if possible, they should be prosecuted. Uh, We'll keep an eye on this. I'm not holding my breath for anybody to apologize about something that was obviously made up, imaginary, and just wrong.